Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a Netflix for finance? Well, there is. It's called Real Vision, and it gives you unprecedented access to some of the most respected names in finance. Watch interviews with legends like Kyle Bass, Jeff Gunlock, Stanley Drunkenmiller, and many, many more. If you want to be part of the Real Vision revolution, visit realvision.com slash WSO. Hello and welcome. I'm Alex Grodnick, and this is Moving Up, a podcast about secrets to success, struggles along the way, and life in general. Today on the pod, the host of Having It All podcast, Matthew Bivens. Today we explore what living your ideal looks like and his six-part framework for you to start today. I was in San Francisco on Monday last week. I moderated an investor panel at a fintech event. It was pretty fun. Just like I do on this podcast, I sat up on stage with a couple guys who run accelerators in San Francisco, 500 startups, and Yodely. And we just chatted about the investment environment, what they look for in companies, how to pitch them. At one point, we were talking about how a startup can get in front of them. And Sheil, who runs 500, he mentioned how the podcast was one of the smarter ways he had ever seen. And I made a joke about it. And then the audience, which was probably two or 300 people, laughed uh, as we sat in a beautiful room in the Presidio overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge. Sheil's right. Look what the podcast has turned into. I started it a little over a year ago. I had no idea what I was doing. And now it gets tens of thousands of listens per month, has had a bunch of articles written about it in Business Insider, and it's exploded my network. Also, it allowed me to moderate a panel at an event. And most importantly, I get emails every week from people telling me how the conversations on the podcast have helped them. One listener even got a job from one of the guests. The podcast is the perfect example of what a startup is. You have no idea what you're doing in the beginning. You just kind of start. You put one foot in front of the other. You learn, you iterate, and with hard work, before you know it, stuff starts to happen. Yes, I've been working on the podcast for over a year. It doesn't make any money. So sure, there's lots more to accomplish. But when you look at the good, it's pretty cool what I've built, I think. The difficult thing, though, it's staying focused. With Pay Club, yes, every day we're making great improvements and lots of good things are happening. But I've been at it for 15 months and haven't made any money. I know that we're on to something here. But as life hits you in the face, having my baby, trying to provide for my family, hanging out with my friends who are working at Amazon and making lots of money, it's a constant struggle in your mind to know if you're doing the right thing or not. There's really no way to know, though. So I like what I'm doing, I'm learning, and I'm working as hard as I can. That's pretty much all I can do. I need to believe that things will work out the way that they're supposed to. Okay, that's it. Follow me on Twitter, at Agrodnik, and we can talk more about this stuff. As Matthew and I discuss, you are in control of your own life. Nobody else is. So take charge of it by checking out the career courses at Wall Street Oasis. They seriously have everything you need 
to land a dream job in investment banking, private equity hedge funds, or management consulting. Matthew Bivens, welcome to the podcast. Alex, thank you so much. I am super grateful to be here. I'm grateful to have you here. I love your podcast called Having It All. Uh, everyone who listens to my podcast, I think they want to have it all too. So you're just going to give it to us in 30 seconds and then we'll, we'll end how everyone can be happy and make a lot of money, right? <laughs> Absolutely, right? Because it's always as simple as one little decision. Yeah, that's, that's life. Everything's just super simple. Everything goes your way um, for, the most, for most of us, yeah? So I think we need to focus this conversation on the rest of us when things aren't going your way. You're not quite sure. You have uncertainty. You don't have unlimited confidence. You want things that you don't, you don't know how to get, and that's where you come in. That's where having it all comes in, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a big fan of uh, what I've really just been – tinkering on and doing for myself. And that's just looking at how I relate to myself, how I relate to others and how I relate to life. And I think that the overall experience of life comes down to those relationships. And, you know, as we explore those relationships and examine where does it come from, you know, where do, where do my feelings of lack come from? Where do my fears come from? Where do my jealousies come from? You know, if we look inside and examine those relationships, then we can potentially heal them and grow and transform and uh, that for me is really what having it all is all about. Yeah, you're talking about being a well-rounded human being. You know, a lot of us want something, and I think that's the the first step is just okay, recognizing what I want, and then the second step of how do I go achieve that. But you're talking about something deeper, recognizing where that's coming from, why inside of you you want to find success or make money. I mean, those are common common things that lots of us want, but there was something inside of you that was instilled from a very, very early age, or maybe even before you were born, that, that put that there. Yeah. And it, for me, and we'll probably dive into a little bit more of my story, but um, I, I had a victim mentality for a long time, um, for most of my life, where I felt that the, the place that I was in my life, whether that was in my career, with my finances, with my uh, romantic partners, with my family, the space that I was in was a result of what somebody else had done to me or had given to me or had not given to me. So I spent a lot of my life giving away my power, giving away my power in that, you know, I was allowing myself to be a victim to circumstance, to bad luck, to where I was born, all of that stuff. And somewhere along the line, there was a shift that occurred where uh, I started to look inward and, and, um, you know, the switch kind of flipped for me that the, the life I want to live and the experience that I want to have really is up to me. And it doesn't have anything to do with what I was given or not given or where I was born. And, you know, there are things that, of course, one person has a different experience or different circumstances they must overcome. But I came to choose to believe for myself that, that we all have the ability to create what it is that we want to experience. Some people will, some people won't, but we all have the ability to at least go for it. And that was big for me and really uh, moved me down the path that I feel like I'm on today and, um, you know, create the life that, that I'm very excited to wake up to every morning as a result. Ooh, Matthew, I love that idea that life is what you make of it. No one out there 
is going to hand you anything on a silver platter. No one's out there that has your best interests in their heart like you do. And, you know, you get a lot of people, I think, get caught up going through life saying, oh, if only I went to that better school or if only this person gave me this job or if only my parents had a little bit more money. Those are all just excuses. You need to figure out with the tools and skill sets and knowledge that you have yourself, how do you go out in the world and get what you want? Yeah, and you know, you, you said there are excuses. For me, that was not necessarily, I didn't view it as an excuse. I just viewed that as, as truth because that was the lens through which I looked at life. You know, the reason why a person was where they were was because of the arrangement of circumstances around them. Some of those circumstances were in their control and others were not. And it's just sort of like, you know, the luck of the draw, like that's just what happened. And as I went through life that way, I definitely didn't see myself as a person who made excuses as to why uh, I I didn't have the relationship I wanted or didn't have the uh, friendships I wanted. I didn't look at that as excuses. It was more of, well, that's just what it is. That's kind of what it is for me. It's almost like a, you know, shrug my shoulders and throw my hands up and say, okay, well, I may as well learn to live with this because this is how it's going to be. And some moments it was that, some moments is why is this happening to me? But it was always this sense of helplessness, the sense of powerlessness that I can't change things. And again, that was a, that was a perspective. That was, those were lenses that I looked through life on, you know? And then over time, I was able to take those lenses off and recognize, wow, I could look at life in a different way. You know, I can adopt a different paradigm. I can adopt a different perspective. And as I started to wear on these new beliefs, one of them being that I am the co-creator of all of this, right? That consciousness creates, that I can put, you know, my, my thought and intention and power and love and energy and self into different things, and I can create things as a result. Oh, my gosh. You know, my whole life started to shift as I, as I empowered myself simply by changing my beliefs around. So that was a powerful shift for me because, again, I sure, sure didn't look at myself as a man who made excuses through life. But <clears throat> now I look back and I recognize I was just looking at things through a particular lens, and that lens was helping to create my reality. Okay. I'll totally buy into that. So you have these lenses that shape the way you see the world and things are the way they are. So how do you, as you say, start to remove those lenses so that you can be the self and the creator that you want to be? I think there's a number of ways. One of the things that has helped me the most is to surround myself with people who have different perspectives, to intentionally put people in my life that might see money generating in a different way than me. And I'll, I'll share an example. Um, I've been a part of a small life accountability mastermind type group called a COI, a circle of influence. And I was a part of one for many years. And we had a guest come one day. And in that day, we were talking about our relationship to money. And I was talking about how my relationship to money for years had been that in order for me to be at the income level I wanted, I needed to bust my butt working, you know, 12, 13, 14 hour days eight days a week that I had to hustle, that I had to grind, that I had to really compete and fight against people to get that money, that it was a very uh, forceful energy that I was putting into 
my belief around how it was to attract money. Our guest then shared, and he said, well, my belief around money generation is quite different. He said, for me, it's so effortless. I think it's so easy for me to create money. He said, honestly, people just give me things all the time. And it looks like gifts. It looks like money. It looks like people sending clients my way. He said, so for me to be living at my, the, the monetary lifestyle I want, it's just purely effortless and fun. And I had never looked at wealth generation in that way. I had never looked at, you know, wow, it can be effortless and fun to be living at the, the financial place that I want to be living, like that, that level. So he, in that moment, handed me a different perspective on, on it. And now it's taken time and it's not always easy for me to wear on that perspective and truly imbue it and, you know, and, and really be it. But at least I have it to go to in those moments when I'm feeling like, dang, this is such a grind. Like, gosh, it's so hard to create money. It's like, wait a minute. It doesn't have to be. And so surrounding myself with people who have different perspectives, who can give me feedback, who can say, Matthew, you know, I, I get that you look at it this way, but have you ever thought about this? You know, maybe they ask me certain questions and get me questioning my own beliefs. I think that's a, a really great thing and a very uh, powerful way to shift those perspectives over time. Absolutely. I mean, just look at this podcast, the, the amount of incredible people that you and I are so fortunate to get to speak with to really change the way you view the world, to change the way your goals to change, you know, so many things in life. It's, it's really incredible how powerful that is. Absolutely. That's so, that's so right. I mean, just putting ourselves in that position to where, you know, we can create something of value for others through our podcast and through the content. But during that process, we are, are really getting a chance to sharpen our saw and level up ourselves because we have all these amazing people who are doing things in their own way and making things work. And, you know, having breakdowns and breakthroughs and then sharing them and saying, hey, try it out this way. It's a, it's a beautiful win-win. And uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to have the podcast platform to be able to play in that arena. Yep. Pretty cool. Okay, so there's exposing yourself to different ways of thinking through whether it's books or awesome podcasts like ours, just changing who you're hanging out with after work, all of that, right? Absolutely. And then there's other ways too. And it's great because you and I had, have had conversations offline where we aren't recording. And uh, you shared with me some cool stuff about how you shifted your perspective around you know, being uncomfortable and asking for things and failing. And so I think another way to shift those beliefs and those paradigms is to get into action and try stuff. You know, like step into things that you might once have thought were uncomfortable and you might see that not only do you survive, but you can thrive in those environments. And for me, for many years, that was public speaking. I hated public speaking in, in high school. That was like the worst thing ever. And even going into college, standing up and speaking in front of people. I mean, I know, I know so many folks can relate to that fear. But I vividly remember in graduate school, I was, I was in business school and we're doing a project. And somebody needed to be nominated to speak on behalf of our team. And I'm like, man. I hate speaking, but you know what? If I had to do it every week, which is a requirement of this project, if I had to do it every week, I'm sure by the end of it, I'll be a little bit more comfortable and that can only benefit me. So I raised my hand up and 
I was nervous. I was probably sweating all under my arms, but my hand was up in the air and I'm like, I'll do it. And then over the course of those next few semesters, every week we'd go up and I would present every single week. And now here I am and I make a living off my voice and speaking, right? So that little action really helped to, to shift a whole lot in me and, and change that belief that public speaking had to be a terrifying experience for me. Yeah. I mean, how, how cool is that? I'll say that I think this was four or five years ago. I was in a cab in New York driving past Washington Square Park, and there was a guy standing out there that had a little sign, and it, it just said, free hugs. And I thought about it for a second, and I said, I can't think of anything that I would be more afraid of than going and standing in that park with that sign right now. And so what did I do? I, I jumped out of the cab, Matthew, and I went and stood next to, this, next to this guy for like 15 minutes. I think I gave like three or four hugs. Uh, but I was so uncomfortable, and I hated doing it the entire time. But like, then I had a cool story, and I challenged myself, and I did something that I really, really didn't want to do. And so I was trying to do that for a big period of, of my life there, trying to find what I wanted to do, challenge myself, get myself outside my comfort zone. That's inspiring, man. Just because like... You know, you're sitting in that cab, and the last thing you want to do is to go out there and do it. But something happens, right? Like your heart overrides your brain, and you just say, "Stop! Pull the cab over!" and you go. And in that moment, you know, you you step into that fear. And I'll be honest, you know, my show is called Having It All, and and you know, I I share all of these things, and we kind of joke at the beginning that it's not always as easy as one simple decision. But I really do think when you're able to choose love over fear. And if you can do that more times than not, you are going to win. Your life is going to be enhanced. You're going to impact others. You're going to transform. And so I love, love hearing examples like you just shared of choosing love over fear. Because it is such a powerful thing, and it's so incredibly simple. Yeah, it, you're right. It is simple. Just putting yourself out there, applying yourself. There's a, there's a lot of love in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's a paradigm, too. That's a belief. So this could be people that believe there isn't love in the world and that the world is a you know, harsh, brutal, scary place. And so, you know, that's a belief for someone to, to, to wear on that the world is loving and that the world is abundant. And that if you stand in, in a park holding a sign that says free hugs, people will come up and give you a hug. And that's an amazing thing that you can challenge. Like beliefs are, are beautiful because, you know, my, my coach, my life coach always says that beliefs are like clothing. You can just take it on. And put it, put it, you know, take take a piece of clothing off and put a piece of clothing on the same way you can beliefs. So the thing I love about beliefs, and this is something that my life coach likes to tell me, likes to remind me, that beliefs are like clothing, right? You know, in the morning we grab a t-shirt and we put it on. At the end of the day, we take that t-shirt and we throw it in, on the floor. You do the same thing with beliefs. You can just wear on a belief, walk around, see how it fits, and if you like it, cool, keep it. If not, you can take the belief off and discard it and put on a new one. And so, you know, belief like the world is a cruel place versus the world is a loving place. It's like, try it on. You know, if you, if you think the world is, is uh, full of fear and hate, then maybe go stand in the park with a sign that says free hugs. You know, wear on the belief that the world is a loving place and see what happens. And if it works for you, great. Keep it. If not, just discard it and keep it moving. You know, it's, it's one of those things that, like, I just love looking at it that way, that we aren't so stuck in our beliefs and things don't have to always be the way that they currently are. There is option for things to be fluid and to flow and to be more flexible and to change. And I love that. I do too, Matthew. That's, 
a powerful way to frame a mindset. So speaking of mindsets and frameworks, people that listen to this podcast, they're working in powerful, important, prestigious jobs. A lot of things revolve around structure and frameworks. Before we started this podcast, you were saying that you're a frameworks guy. And so you have a uh, 6F, F like Frank framework that uh, maybe has provided some guidance, some high-level overview uh, of a way for you to structure your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you kind of teeing that up. Um, So the name of my podcast is called Having It All, and ALL is an acronym, A-L-L. And it stands for Abundance Loving Life. And so, you know, you mentioned the idea of frameworks, and I'm, I'm sitting here in my office right now, and I'm looking at Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and that was one of the first frameworks that I just fell in love with. And so when I created my show, I wanted to also give folks a framework for how they can have it all in their life. How can they experience abundance of love? So the six F's is where the framework comes in, and the six F's are faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. And... The way that I look at having it all is I ask myself, am I being love in those success? Am I showing up in a loving way? And am I experiencing abundance in those success? And so the success are a great starting point for you to just do a simple, quick body scan, a simple evaluation, a self audit. And you can sit down and you can just think through all those six areas and you can say, okay, am I financed? You know, am I showing up in a loving way? Like, what's my relationship to finance? What's my relationship towards money? Do I have more of a scarcity mentality or more of an abundance mentality? And you can go through and audit yourself in those six areas. And then what that does is it just shows you where you have opportunity for, for growth, for things to change. You might find that, you know, wow, my faith is super high. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just a, a spiritual person and you know, my faith and, and my own practice is, is very valuable to me. That's off the charts. But, you know, my fitness, man, I've been neglecting my body for years. And, you know, it, it, I can feel the sluggishness and it's hard for me to move. So that's an area where just doing a simple audit using the success and using the abundance and love for, uh, framework, you can see, okay, great, I have an opportunity here. Let me move into some, some action. And, you know, I share that on my show a lot, and I'll reference the ALL acronym and the success. And, you know, people just love having a starting point. You know, folks want to, I've experienced that people want to have some sort of to-do. They want, they want to just jump into action a lot of the time. And using the success as a, as a place to audit yourself and go inward, because that's what this is about, right? We're talking about mindset. We're talking about shifts and growth and transformation. That's all internal. And so you can use the six F's as a way to audit what's going on with you and then create your course of action to make changes in the areas that you feel you want to make a change in. Right. It's, uh, it's just like a business. You have um, areas where you're overperforming and areas where you're underperforming or, or need improvement. And so fine, you can set this framework down and say, I'm in shape, check, don't need to do that one. That one's, I can just maintain, or I'd like to have a better relationship with my family. Or finances, finances is something I want to figure out. Okay, so Matthew, I love that. That's step one of figuring out where to focus attention. What's next? 
great question because the next step, I think it's really powerful to have a bigger reason why you want to make a, any sort of shift in the first place. Because I know I've sat down and I've looked at something uh, and, and said, you know what, this is an area that it's not quite where I want it to be, but I want to make a change and then I don't do anything. You know, uh, or I might start and then I'll fall back. And so for me, I have a personal mission statement. And I've, I've created and used personal mission statements in my life for the past number of years. And they've been incredibly powerful for me to connect with that bigger reason why I'm going to level up in some area, a bigger reason why, you know, I'm going to step into something that might make me feel uncomfortable, or sometimes it's plainly just getting over my emotions and doing something even though I don't want to do it. And so that, I think, is a, is a great place to move next. You know, you recognize some of those areas that you're feeling some sort of deficiency in. It's like, great, here's my areas of opportunity. Now let's connect with a bigger reason why I want to do it in the first place. And so you can sit down and think about what's important to you. What are you playing for in life? You know, what are those things that you really wake up for? And you can start thinking about some of those roles that are important to you. The people, the, the, the things, that, the hats that you wear all throughout your day, all throughout your week. Which ones are those important to you? And what are some of the things that you value? You know, what are those values? What are those things that, like, if you were to rank them in, in order, you know, like, this is my top value. This is my next one. And start going through some of those things to really understand yourself. And then I like to take all that, bundle it up, and turn it into a statement, something that you can stand up and declare and say, hey, this is the mission for my mission for this season in life. And then using that to inspire your day and inspire your week. And you can use that as a barometer to make decisions. Am I going to go left or am I going to go right? Well, let me pull out my mission statement. If I go left, is that going to keep me in alignment with who I say I want to become? It is? Okay, great. I'm going to go that direction. And then you can use that mission statement once you've done your 6F audit and say, okay, is the place that I'm in right now in my fitness in alignment with who I say I want to become on my mission statement? Okay, so let's get up and, and you know, get some reps in because this is who I say I want to live into. And so personal mission statement for me has been a just powerful, powerful tool that I've used and I've, I've seen a lot of other people use to create some beautiful, healthy change in their life. Yeah, I really like that. My wife and I have recently put together a dual mission statement for our marriage and our family. We're about to have a, a baby girl. And, and so, yeah, so how are we going to go out in the world together as a team and achieve the things that, that we want to achieve? And how are we going to be there for one another? And, and what does that look like? And so just like you're, you said, we have a very simple couple sentence uh, statement that can help guide us as we make decisions throughout our day. Yeah. I love the fact that you created one for your relationship. That's a beautiful thing. You know, and you know, it's funny, you kind of, when I, when I shared the six F's, you brought it back to like with businesses and how, you know, in business, we will do audits on what's working and what's not working and yada, yada. Well, in business, we also typically have a mission statement, right? There's, there's some you know, big purpose for the business. We also typically have values. You know, what is this business value? So there's so many things that we do in the business capacity that we do it because it's effective, you know, and yet we don't necessarily think about doing them in our personal lives. And so 
Mission statement is definitely one of them. Values is definitely one of them. Uh, doing that, that audit is definitely one of them. And then a next step, you know, once you've got your audit down, once you've got your, your, your mission statement, your bigger why, you know, that thing that can help you move when you're feeling stuck. And then it's creating a plan of action. That's definitely something that businesses do. They sit down and they strategize and they say, okay, here's where I want to be. What's the, how am I going to get there? What's the plan of action to get there? And so I think for that, that's a very individual thing, like what people want to do to make that shift in their faith. You know, if you recognize that faith is an area that's low and you feel inspired now to do something about it, you can sit down and create a plan that you can, that you can take action on to create that relationship to, you know, your source, your higher power, whatever it is. And I think that would be a beautiful next step is creating that plan that you can then put into action. You're totally right, Matthew. I mean, businesses do this because without a plan, without a course of action, there would there wouldn't be anything. There would there would be no results. Same thing in life. We sit at home, we sit at our job, we say, I don't like my job. I wish I had a girlfriend, I wish I had a boyfriend, whatever. I wish I had more money. But we don't ever plan out a course of action, a course of attack of how to go from where we are today to get to where we want to go. No goals, no metrics, no anything. And so it's it's really crazy that we think that, oh, we're going to get this uh, incredible life-changing results without some type of plan, course of action, goals, mission statement. All of these things just provide a path for you to go on, make it a little bit simpler. Yeah, they do. And I know for myself, like, if you had told me five years ago that you should create a mission statement and you should have your values written down and you should have a plan of action, I'd like, that sounds so just unappealing to me. It sounds so, you know, structured and there's no fluidity. There's no flexibility. It sounds just very boring and bland, but it really is what you make it. <laughs> like I know folks who have standards and guidelines and mission statements and, and all that stuff. And it really is like in this neat, tidy order. And it's said in a certain way and it's written in a certain way. And, you know, that works for them. And then I know people who do the same type of thing, but it's just way more, a little more abstract and it just, it vibes with their personality more. And all of this stuff is what you make it. But I think all of it really comes down to being intentional. Being intentional about what you want to experience in life. You know, like what you want to walk around in, in life and, you know, talk to people and create things and do things. How do you want to experience all of that? And then what results do you want to create? You know, we, we might open a magazine and fantasize about the car or jump on Instagram and see a person hanging out on the beach and, you know, oh, I'm blogging from the beach. And it's like, wow, that's what I want to, to create. And so when this, all the stuff that we're talking about, it's just about really being intentional about the experience we want to have, the results we want to create, and then ultimately the person who we want to become along the way. So I think that's a huge component that, you know, doesn't get talked about a lot. Like we can go after all these things and we can chase what I call the success with a small S, which is the money and the titles and the, you know, jet setting across the tropical beaches and having all the houses and the cars and all that stuff. That's success with a small S. Where yeah, success with a big S, that's who we are becoming along the way. Who am I becoming during my journey towards having whatever it is I want to have? You know, who are you becoming along your journey? Because if we get there and we have all the things and we hate the person who we've become, so what? You know, it's like, does, does, does all the stuff that we've amassed even matter at that point? 
And, you know, I say that because I've worked with those people. You know, I've worked with folks who look around at what they have and they're like, this is so not worth it. I had to give up my health. I had to give up my relationships. I had to give up myself, my integrity to get all this stuff. And now it's just a bunch of junk that just weighs me down. And so I just think all of it really, you know, you look at the experience you want to have, the results you want to, you want to create, and just that person you want to become along the way. Cause that's truly what matters, in my opinion. Yeah, the small s stuff, that's the, that's the byproduct of you being on the, you know, the path that, that is right for you. If you're, if you're on it and you're happy and you're achieving, then those, um, those successes with the small s, they'll fall into place. Yeah, they will. And you, your, your perspective on what smallest success might mean might also fall into place. Like you might set out thinking that, you know, you want the, the, the jet set lifestyle and all that stuff. And then somewhere along the way that may or may not appeal to you anymore, you know, but it's, it's having the, in your mind that, okay, this person, like it's, it's who I'm becoming along this journey. How am I shifting? How am I evolving? How am I growing? Am I growing? Like, am I growing, period? Because there's many people that they get a particular mindset, they, they get in a particular way, and they just continue to exist that way for, for decades and decades. And there's no growth and evolution along the way. And so I think it's, it's you know, being clear as to what type of experience you want to have in life. Yeah, you know, Warren Buffett says to take the job where you're going to learn the most, not the one that's going to pay you the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great advice. Hmm. Uh, well, I love hearing the framework, Matthew. This has been, this is inspiring talking with you. I, I, I imagine a lot of people uh, tell that to you. You walk away from a conversation with Matthew Bivens and you're super charged up on life. <laughs> oh, I, I, I receive that, man. That's a gift. And I, I truly receive that. Thank you. Cool. So, you know, I'll let you leave it with the, the last, however you want to tell people to get in touch with you, to tell people to take action and set the plan. But really, this was just a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. This was a real pleasure. And, you know, I'm just uh, honored to have the opportunity to come and have a conversation like this. You know, uh, these types of conversations aren't had every day. And me personally, I, I love them. I love getting into this, um, this real stuff. And man, we just scratched the surface, honestly. You know, there's, there's, there's depth of, of vulnerability and courage and just realness and rawness that we can go into, which is great because I think that's where the true transformation and healing and growth happens. The more vulnerable you're willing to become with yourself, the more honest you're willing to become with yourself, and the more authentic you're willing to, to be. And so that's just what I love talking about. So, man, I really appreciate you. Um, if anybody's interested in connecting with me, just MatthewBivens.com. That's where you can find all my stuff. And, um, yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, Matthew. And I look forward to becoming friends and speaking soon. Thanks for listening today. Let me know what you think. I'd love it if you left me a review on iTunes and told every single one of your friends about this podcast. Thank you.